This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, you're listening to On The Record with me, Sunetra Chaudhary. Every week, I speak to a newsmaker who gives us a unique perspective to an ongoing big story. This week, I speak to former Deputy Chief Minister of Rajasthan and Congress's leader, Sachin Pilot, to understand just what happened for the last 30 days. Why is it that he went incommunicado? What's behind the fight with him and Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot? Listen to this fascinating interview. Mr. Pilot, thanks so much for speaking to Hindustan Times. I want to start off by asking you because, you know, we've all seen what happened um, and the visuals and the fact that you're going back to Jaipur. But I want to start by asking you, what have the last 30 days been like for you? Well, about three to four weeks ago, um, as you know that I was uh, served a notice uh, under one of the sedition charges. And uh, as a deputy chief minister, as party president, uh, I, I felt that was unwarranted and uh, a lot of us were deeply hurt by that and a few of our colleagues wanted to come to Delhi to uh, tell the party organization and party leadership not just about that one issue but also about many other things that we had been you know, uh, contemplating for long and uh, once that started, uh, you know, a lot of other thing, developments happened um, but I think ultimately the objective of the exercise that all of us did was to bring the grassroots feedback to the leadership and they must be made aware and told about what we thought was not working perfectly well within the government of Rajasthan. And I think we, have, we were well within a right to raise the uh, issue within the party forum. And from day one, we had said that we are raising it as congressmen, uh, as congress legislators, as congress people. And uh, I don't think anything we did was uh, at all uh, anti-party or uh, illegal or uh, negative in any sense. You say that it wasn't legal, but you know, a lot of the your party people, and I'm not talking about the chief minister, I'll get to that in just a bit. A lot of the senior leaders, for example, people like uh, Kapil Sibyl, who initially came out completely in support saying that why are the, will we act when the horses have bolted? So people like Mr. Sibyl and others, who perhaps can be seen as neutral party, they felt what was incorrect in what you did was the fact that, you know, instead of voicing your, uh, voicing the problems within a party, 
party in a party thing that you went and had 18 other MLAs with you at an undisclosed location. So they felt that by itself made the party very insecure. You're right there, Smitha. I know what you're getting at. So hear this. The the minute we came to Delhi to air our views, you know, what twenty of us. Uh, the next day itself, a lot of uh, uh, acrimonious action started from Jaipur. A lot of FIRs, a lot of uh, charge police cases, and uh, a lot of our colleagues felt that you know they they will be uh, at the facing end of very coercive action by the police and by the administration. And I want to place on record that we were here in Delhi uh, wanting to air our views and making sure that we were heard, not just on the one particular uh, sedition charge SOG notice, but on on plenty of other issues. But I think the reaction that came out from Jaipur and the actions that uh, followed thereon didn't give any confidence to uh, any of the legislators that we are moving the right direction. And as far as the opposition party is concerned, perhaps trying to take advantage of what is going on, uh, we have done some politics. But we had made ourselves very clear from the beginning that there was no question of leaving the party or joining any any of the party. So there was no doubt. And I know there were a lot of rumours spread. I know there were a lot of. Uh, misinformation and media stories, etc., planted. But the fact of the matter is that the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And from day one till today, we maintained our stand. We have said nothing, done nothing to undermine our position that we were Congress people then, we Congress people now. In fact, I have been Congress president of Rajasthan State for almost seven years. So to allege is very easy. To insinuate is very easy. To do rumor mongering is very easy. To allege is very easy. But you know, because there was a court case pending, and uh, the, the chief tip of the Congress and legislative party had issued a notice and wanted us disqualified as members, we had to go to court to seek refuge. And when the matter matter was pending in court, subjudice, and we were not able to, you know, come out and speak to the media, etc. So that all also, I think, catalyzed and uh, deepened the the problem that we had on hand. So let me make it very clear: no matter any leader, whatever they may have said or done. Perhaps were lacking information or were swayed in by the misinformation. But we as MLAs, we as Congress, when I and I came here as Deputy Chief Minister, as PCC President, uh, you know, and the party uh, thought it right to remove him from the position, which is fine. I mean, uh, the Chief Minister can choose his cabinet; he can add and subtract as he feels like. But because we are again not opposed to the party leadership, didn't say a single word against the Congress party leadership ideology or even the government. In fact, I am a part of the government, so I, I have to be responsible for all its actions. Therefore, I was not critical even of the government. I just said that the working style, the functioning, the governance structures that the chief minister was following uh, needed to be altered. We had to win the election three years later. No, because we made a commitment to the people. We have promises to deliver, and uh, we need to change certain things because you know life can't go on as normal. Uh, what we did in 1985 can't work in 2020. We have to change. We have to be transparent. We have to be open-minded. We have to be non-biased. We have to be non-partisan. And uh, uh, MLAs and workers and leaders who have put sweat and blood into making yeah. this Congress government, they need space, dignity, and honor to be able to deliver to the commitments we made. Okay, so I'm trying to understand. You're saying that on that day you had come. Uh, this we are talking about July 10th. You had come with the uh, with your colleagues, uh, and it was with the whole intention of speaking about it. But then the uh, you know the show cause notice and other things came, which kind of overtook developments. But I wanted to ask you, you, I mean, yesterday we saw you meeting both Priyanka and Rahul Gandhi. So at that time, couldn't you have not spoken to them at that time as well? Yeah, you 
see, uh, there are people in different hierarchies responsible for the communication within the uh, party leadership in Delhi and the leadership in Rajasthan. Um, I think those channels didn't work out very well, as we all know now in hindsight. And because the actions were being taken very quickly uh, from Jaipur and from the government between you know, notices and court cases and suspensions and FIRs and uh, inquiries, etc., you know, it just, uh, things came to a pass where we had to do what we had to do because if we didn't fight and stand up for what we believe was right, either in the courts or otherwise, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here today. So, I think at the right time, uh, you know, everyone decided to talk about what could be done and I'm very happy that the Congress President has now assured all of us that uh, a time-bound roadmap has been evolved to redress all the issues that we have raised in the last few days. So, when you were in Comunicado with your team members at that time, what was what was the objective in your head? Did you think of the various possibilities? First of all, all of us who are here in Delhi and other places, we were never in Comunicado. Everybody was free to do what they wanted. We were talking to people. We were moving around. Uh, in fact, I met uh, a lot of other colleagues, etc. So, it was not as if anybody was bound anywhere. But yes, some of my MLAs who felt that a coercive action by the Raisan police uh, could be damaging uh, were a bit apprehensive. And that's why all this, you know, logjam came about. But uh, I was only hoping that, you know, and again, I don't want to get into details, Sunitra, but the kinds of things that were said uh, while we were here making our uh, grievances heard uh, were not charitable, to say the least. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about what was said. And I want to ask you, when, he, when your boss, uh, at that time boss and then former boss, uh, when Mr. Gehlot was saying that you were nothing but a good-looking face, that, you, uh, that your qualifications were just that you spoke English and that uh, you were otherwise... He used the words Nikamma and Nikara, useless. At that time, did you, because after all, you know, you've just been given a show cause notice. At that time, would you admit that you had to think of an option that maybe you had to go to another party because, uh, you know, for example... No, 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 no. I, I, let me stop you at this letter. Not for a moment, but I have to admit when I heard uh, some of the language used against me from some of the most unexpected quarters, uh, it did deeply hurt me. Because I felt I was wrong, then we were grieved. And on top of that, to hear the things that I heard, uh, in, like I said, uh, to hear the least were not charitable uh, and unparliamentary, of course. But uh, even at that point, I thought, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm not going to come out and retort in the same tone and tenor and language because I think it's unbecoming of people in public life to, uh, to you know, to take the level of discourse to a point where people think that uh, it's unbecoming of us. And I think that's, even though I was deeply hurt and sad, but I chose not to respond. Uh, in fact, even now, I think uh, there is no place for personal ill will or name calling or uh, finger pointing in public life. You have to be issue-based, principle-based. And uh, I, my issue, again, is about governance, how better to run it, what was lacking, what changes we need to make. Uh, it's not about personal animosity. I think personal animosity... Even my most harshest critics, people who have fought elections against, who have defeated, people who have opposed all my life, would not have used some of the language that was used. So, of course, it hurt me, but I chose not to respond. And I I, I, I swallowed that bitter pill. And, and I think it's, that's the best thing to, to have been done at that time. So, you know, their party and the fact that these colleagues of yours were also saying that they have evidence that the BJP is definitely in touch with you. What would you say about that? You know, I have heard this for a long time 
and uh, it's like I keep saying, it's very easy to make allegations that someone wasn't arrested for so and so. But the, from day one, the day first day we came to Delhi till today, uh, you know, there, we have done nothing to undermine our position from day one. Anybody can call anybody, anybody can speak to anybody. But the point is, our actions and words, our commitment has, is unwavering then and today. Um, but it suits certain people's political objective to plant stories and to talk and to kind of suggest uh, an alternative narrative when none exists. But uh, I mean, all of our MLAs, every one of them, every time they had a chance to speak to anybody, were very clear that we are Congress people. And like I said, some of these MLAs are seven-term, six-term MLAs, former speakers, former ministers, former CLP leaders, and they have they have people who have gone to jail for Indira Gandhi uh, uh, in 1970s, uh, 80s, 70s, and 80s. So I mean, they are people who have actually who who have created the Congress. So how can it be that you are you can doubt the integrity? Throughout, they were saying that you know, if you come and talk to them, that they would they would look at your grievances. That's what they've said yesterday. But what is it that happened yesterday, which didn't happen in the course of the thirty days? How, how is it? How is it possible? Uh, I mean, I know that uh, everybody was saying, uh, but you know, you, you say certain thing and actions are uh, totally opposite to what you're saying. That doesn't seem to be in harmony, no. Uh, and I, like I said, use a lot of our. Uh, Colleagues who were ministers till the other day suddenly are now uh, you know uh, police suspects. They come, they got FIRs and you know notices against them. So those actions, I think, also added to a lot that went on in the past few weeks. Would you care to share? Um, you know, one of the people who kind of always, I think, what's interesting for all of us is the role that Priyanka Gandhi Vadra played. Uh, even when the whole, uh, you know, you were appointed deputy chief minister, and the whole uh, government formation happened, she played a role then. And throughout these thirty days, I think she's been the person who's been constantly in touch with you. No, I think uh, uh, Priyanka Gandhi. Did come last night when all the MLAs were uh, at one of the party offices, and she had a long, detailed discussion with uh, every single one of them. And we really appreciated for her to take time out as general secretary of the party. She played a role, and uh, I met Rahul Ji and Priyanka Gandhi both yesterday at Mr. Gandhi's house, the former president. And you know, uh, as the then party president, it was Rahul Gandhi who said to me that I should work as deputy chief minister because we left the choice of CM ship to the party president at that point, and uh, he. Chose Mr. Gello as chief minister, and he he did uh, lean on me to become deputy chief minister and uh, continuous party president. So that decision was taken then. But in the last 18 months, what has gone on uh, and what has transpired, I think uh, it was important to have said those things. I, 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 if I have to be true to myself, I I can't not you know share those uh, events and uh, happenings because it's important for the party to know. Sadly, you know. Uh, it went on for too long, and I thought we must come and. Uh, Can you elaborate what went on for our readers? I don't think now is the time to. I mean, the party has heard it. I don't think I should talk about it in the media. Whatever I had to say, I've told the party leadership, and they have, you know, because of whatever I've said, they have formed a committee. That committee will take a decision in a time-bound time fashion now. A decision on what? On whatever our grievances are, and I think there are issues. And I, I'll just broadly speak about governance issues, leadership issues, and uh, collective. Participation, space to leaders and workers and MLAs and ministers, a sort of involvement in decision making, sort of cohesive, uh, participative uh, governance. Oh, I mean, I'm just being, you know, very broad in yeah. terms of what I'm no. speaking. So but I don't think I don't think it's fair for me to point out what I've told the party uh, in an interview because then you know it it doesn't uh, argue well uh, for the government at the party. Okay, so just to be fair and just for the uh, f- for the sake of facts. 
the chief minister mentioned one particular thing. He said, for example, that in the 18 months since there has been the government was formed, he's never spoken with you. Is that true? <laughs> now, I didn't say that. Uh, the CM has said that. Um, but it gives you an insight of, you know, uh, what the uh, happenings were there. And, you know, when I was party president for five years, uh, I didn't seem to have all those uh, disqualifications and uh, negativities attached to me. It's not only the last 18 months that they've come to the fore. And Sunitra, we have five years. We did dharnas, we did padhyatras, we did rallies, we did gheravs, we had lakhis on us, we went to jail. So bringing a party back to power when we were 21 MLAs, you know, when the elections were lost, when uh, Soji was CM, we got only 21 MLAs. At that time, Rahul Gandhiji asked me to become party president and he showed faith in me. And he said, Sachin, you go, take the whole team together. And I, you know, even though I was younger than most leaders, as a head of the family, it is my responsibility to take everyone along. Senior, junior, young, old, new, satha. But that time, as head of the family of the party, I felt in the opposition space, I had to take everyone together. So I left no stone unturned to carry everybody under one umbrella. And because I was responsible. And uh, I think the same goes for someone who's heading the government. I think he or she, whoever heads the government, should be responsible for ev taking everybody along together. If someone has a grievance, or someone is unhappy or dissatisfied, then you have to resolve that. You can't uh, sort of say and do the things that just happened in the recent past. So, uh, when he says he hasn't spoken, it just, I think, kind of sums it up for you. But I have never shown any disrespect to Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot. He's much older than I am in age. I have tremendous personal regards for him as a, as a person. But I think I'm well within my right to point out things which I think are not up to the mark in terms of governance and administration. Because, you know, the world has changed. It needs a different outlook. It needs a different way to tackle today's challenges. And uh, there has to be a connect between the public and, you know, what the government is delivering. So, I, you can have difference of opinion, but it doesn't mean you should, it should be acrimonious or venomous or, uh, uh, you know, anti-individual. I don't think there's space for uh, that in public life. So, so, Sachin, you know, of course, uh, you know, what you say is completely spot on, but politics is a very rough game, which obviously you know. And in politics, people might say, well, at the end of the day, it was Ashok Gehlot, the chief minister, who held on to the numbers and... And he's come through, and in the end, that you know, Sachin couldn't get the numbers together. What would you say to them? I, it was never a competition of you know uh, who's got more as a chief minister. Obviously, no matter whoever the party makes the chief minister, will have the majority. And I think the number of MLAs, leaders, people who had things to say, uh, but depending on me to be their voice, and I did that. Um, Ashok Gehlot was made chief minister by the party, and that decision I accepted when I became deputy chief minister. But in the time that we spent in the government, what transpired and what happened and uh, the, you know, the events of that 18 months, uh, they also carry some meaning, right? And that is what I wanted the party to take cognizance of. Was it too much of a price that you paid now that, you know, I mean, when you think about it, that 30 days later, you're no longer the deputy chief minister, you're no longer the PCC president, uh, president. Do, you, do you regret it? You know, Sunitra, if you are taking a position just to have a house and a car, I don't think it's worth anyone's time as a political person. I mean, if it's just for comfort and stature, it's okay. But you're there to do job, to do governance, to deliver, you know, to, to do development, to be able to uh, give out what people expect of you. And if you don't have the space and the resources and the uh, authority to do that, 
then mere you know uh, positions don't matter so i i have no regrets and i have made no demands on the party also i have i said whatever the party wants me to do i'll be more than happy to do it i've done it for 20 years and uh, leadership can decide what my role can and cannot be i am an mla from rajasthan uh, that is the land and that Uh, you know soil and that blessing that has given me whatever i've got so my attachment my relationship with the people of the state will remain uh, untouched uh, for as long as i'm alive i mean that nobody can take away but party position power is not that important what's more important is that i continue to work i be true to myself and my beliefs and whatever people expect of me i'll see i made promises as party president year and a half ago so whether i'm in position or not i have to make sure that those promises are adhered to but it will it be difficult for you to now work from jaipur uh, at at a time when you know it's become just so bitter we've openly seen i mean we haven't heard you speak but we know that you were unhappy we've heard the chief minister speak so is there a trust deficit which is just too big to i mean how how does one as an outsider i'm asking you and if i'm the if i'm a voter in rajasthan i would like to ask you that how do we expect this to be a cohesive government now no i think all of us are committed uh, to strengthen the organization and to the government it's not about individuals it's about the full party government and what rajasthan expects and deserves from us Uh, I don't think there'll be any. Uh, I, I'll be lacking in any effort to deliver on that front. So I think that that fear is unfounded um, because ultimately we have to go back to people, no? Three years later. So what? So their demands or expectations are being met. We have to go back to people. But ठीक uh, है in life. I mean, I do. Like I said, I am. I have. I have not made any demands on the party for X, Y, and Z. I just want that legislators, leaders, people who give it everything to bring the Congress party back to power. उन लोगों का मान सम्मान हो. They should, you know, when data politics, they should be targeted because they spoke out. Uh, they be given regard and respect, and uh, development happens uh, without biases and prejudices. Would you prefer a central role now, though? I have no preferences. Like I told you, my commitment to the state of Rajasthan is complete. And in whatever capacity party wants to utilize my services, I'm always available. जब भी मुझे पहले दिल्ली में बंदरी बनने का मौका मिला, वहाँ मैंने काम किया. Rajasthan भेजा, मैं साढ़े छः साल वहाँ पे रहा. Uh, whatever they want us to, as long as I can contribute, and as long as uh you know and whatever i've been asked to do in 20 years i have done it with utmost integrity and honesty i've given it my everything and i once i take on something i don't do it half hearted uh what would you what will you tell the chief minister when you meet him <laughs> on the 14th i i like i said i have nothing but kind words to offer uh and warmth uh, at a personal level but professionally i think our objective should remain the same which is to deliver to the expectations of people of rajasthan because for us that should be our topmost priority so i have uh, i have no animosity i have no ill will i have no negative sentiments and uh, when i do see him uh, i will offer only kind words and warmth thank you sajan okay thanks bye so that was sachin pilot and now of course he's back in jaipur and the question that every political analyst like me wants to know is just how long will this truce last that's it on the show i'll be back again for on the record next week with a different newsmaker till then if you want you can log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to the other podcasts you can also send in all your feedback the kind of people you want us to speak to by logging on to our handles at htsmartcast or my handle at Miss Sunetra on Instagram or at Sunetra C on Twitter. Thanks. Bye. 
This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.